Hey guys, thanks for joining me for another episode of Happiness Personified, the podcast. If you haven't already, please like, subscribe, share this um, with anybody who you feel could benefit from it in any way. That would be awesome. Um, So today I actually have my first guest, my first interview. Um, So I am here with Perry Schneider. And she is an online dating coach. And she is my first ever guest. I'm so happy to be the first guest. Absolutely. Yeah, very special. Um, So let's just dive right in. Um, So tell me about your business. What what do you do? Like, what is your business? (laughs) Yeah, so... Um, I am an online dating coach and I basically just teach people how to navigate the dating apps. It's a very treacherous world out there. It is not easy for both men and women, honestly, but I met my boyfriend on Bumble dating app and I really attributed a lot of the changes that I made in the dating experience to meeting him because I had literally been on the dating apps for close to seven years and yeah kind of embarrassing. Um, (laughs) but I had a lot of these like little flings, like I met people, but I didn't really know what I was looking for. I was kind of like, just going off of like, are they attractive? Like do we have chemistry? And yet I, it always kind of blew up in my face. And I got to a point where I was truly like sad because of it was not working And I hired a life coach and I just decided to like, take it into a different direction. And she really helped me do a 180 and get super specific about who I was really trying to attract on the dating apps. Cause the truth is they're a really good tool to meeting new people. Mm -hmm. And it's just your approach. It's your boundaries. It's the way that you look at them. And it has worked for so many people and it really can work for really anybody. It's just how you use them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So you hired your own life coach. Was it a dating coach or was it like a... She was, well, so it's actually kind of funny you asked that because she was a matchmaker. Actually, I will tell the story because it's pretty great. Um, I was on a dating app called J swipe, which is for Jewish singles. And there, uh, was this advertisement on like a profile. It looked like swipe, right, swipe left. And it was for this matchmaking company. And I was like, you know what, why not? I'm just going to find out more information. So I swiped, right. I entered my email and I got connected to this woman and she was like, let's chat. Come to find out that the matchmaking company charges $6,000 or like three months. And they're like actively looking for matches for you, but it's like not guaranteed that you get matched with anybody. It's just interesting. But I connected with this woman who was a matchmaker and we just connected. Like I remember talking to her and just being like, whoa, I just felt such an instant, like, fun kind of banter with her. And we ended up following each other on Instagram. And a little while after that phone call, I saw that she was a life coach and offering like a consultation. And I just Mm -hmm. said, yes, like I need to talk more to this girl. She was so awesome. And we just started working together. And one of the things that she really helped me see was all the things that I thought were so dire. So like, I'm getting older and I need to find someone like, She's like, Perry, (laughs) 
These are just made up things. This isn't reality. You are not grounding yourself in what's real and what's present. And she really pushed me to just do that 180 and see things as they were, not as I was making them out to be. And it was really a pivotal moment for me. And so that's how I teach my clients. I teach them from the experience that I had in seeing the dating apps as a tool, as a way to meet someone who was fully aligned with my values. And I just teach them what I did. And it's really fun. It's like actually reliving the experience over again. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So you met your current boyfriend on Bumble, you said. I did. Yes. So how did you know that he was the one? I really don't know. <laughs> That's such a good question. Um, you know, what's really beautiful was like working with my life coach taught me to be more open-minded. You know, people reveal themselves with time. We are not who we just present ourselves as, you know, we're complex individuals. And so when I matched with my boyfriend, Alan, I just liked his authenticity. Like, I think he really presented himself in a very, you know, authentic way. He was not like the typical guy who you see on the dating apps who are holding fish in their photos and, <laughs> you know, who are just like not really true to themselves. They're kind of presenting as the guys they think girls want in right. you know, this day and age. And so I just remember our first date was coffee. It was very casual. And our second date was a lunch date in the park but we went to a dog park and I just like passed him my dog. I was like, can you hold him? And just the way that like, he just, you know, held him and was like very like sweet and like offering Aww. help. Like, I don't know. It was just like the fact that he was really present with me. He was very authentic and honest. And I was like, I like that he is not trying to be someone he's not. He's being who he is. He's being honest with himself. That's amazing. So, I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. So you work with, um, do you work with like a certain age group of people? Um, so tell me about your, your ideal client. Yeah. So my ideal client, the person that I really mesh with the most is a female who is a millennial. And, you know, it's hard because in the beginning, when I decided to do this, I wanted to help everybody <laughs> because I really do perceive that the dating apps are this incredible tool, no matter you know what age you are, at what life po point of life you are in, and and what you're looking for. But I just learned over time that I really jive well with women who are in that place where you're like, how do I find a good guy? Because that's mm -hmm. where I was at. I was like, why are there so many weirdos? Like. <laughs> Why are there so many guys on this app who are so wishy-washy and who just want to like waste my time, you know? So I'm really trying to teach the girl that I was and show them that like, you can absolutely find an amazing guy on there. It's really just how you approach them. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's great advice. And, um, it's, I mean, I haven't personally been on dating apps in over five years, so yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> know, but I imagine you, you see some interesting things on there. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard, but it's hard for both men and women. It's not exclusive to just right. women. It's truly like, and that's life. Like there's so many people who are just awful and like, don't see how their actions impact people. And it's awful to like have that experience, but 
again, you got to bring it back to what you can control and that's you. Absolutely. I love that. So from when you started, how long, how long have you been in this industry, I guess? Yeah. So I would say just about a year, um, fully monetizing it. It was something I was always doing because (laughs) I think as you know, societally, you want to share when you're in love, when you're having success and, and what's making you happy. And so once I really figured out the different dating approach where I was meeting just different quality of guys, I was telling my girlfriends, like, this is what I'm doing. Here are the changes I made. And here's the selection process that I have instilled to only spend time with quality people. So I've been doing it for like maybe two years, (laughs) but really monetizing and turn this into a business just about a year ago. Awesome. Yeah. So do you have a favorite success story? Oh, I don't know. I really like the thing about me is I feel very connected to all of my clients. I want them to feel supported and feel like they are in a good space. And I think you can celebrate success in so many different ways. Success to me in this realm doesn't just mean finding someone, you know, being mm-hmm. in a relationship. It means deciding what you really want out of life. It means like being discerning. It means protecting your energy, your space, your happiness. So I don't know. I think like most recently I have a client who, um, you know, she just really fell out of the dating world because it's so easy to just be independent, do things your way, you know, not really Mm -hmm. your space with someone, but she got to a point where she was like, I really do want a person in my life. And so I'm getting her in a really positive place of momentum because she was so good at attracting someone and never following up and never showing interest and never being reciprocal but a relationship takes two people, right? So you can't just expect the man to always go out of his way and ask you out and do all the things if you are not reciprocating that interest at least. So just recent success is like, she's had like such a good time getting those first dates. And now we're getting her second dates and third dates with great guys because she's like going past that stage that she was comfortable in. And it's just so cool to see the confidence grow with her. And she texts me and she's like, we had a great little date. And, Aww. you know, it's so cool to see that, like, you can really give someone a reminder of how powerful they are yeah. in whatever they want to do. So absolutely. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things about coaching in general is just seeing people grow and become this new version of themselves that they didn't even know was, right. was there, you know, right. and it, it comes in all aspects of life. Um, did you find during the pandemic, um, did you find it more difficult for people to connect? Um, like, tell me about that experience a little bit. So something crazy with the pandemic was this, you know, push of online dating or, you know, kind of virtual dating and something that I had learned so long ago pre-pandemic was I was never going to meet anybody in person unless I had a video call with them like a FaceTime really so you did that even before the pandemic and you know what it was real awkward people really were not cool with it but I just said I'm not going to give anybody my time until I know that they are going to earn it you know and I think that for me 
I have a little issue with regretting things and, you know, feeling like sad about wasted energy or wasted time. So what I would do is like be very optimistic about a potential partner, go out with them and then get there. And in one second I go, I don't like them. (laughs) This isn't for me. We're not connected. Like, oh no, 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 no. Like, you know, it's just so bad. And I got dressed up. I got on the subway. I got, you know, a blowout for this. I'm like here. And now I have to like sit here with this guy for at least a drink and like awful, awful. Not interesting. (laughs) Before the push of like being virtual, I was always saying, Hey, let's FaceTime. And I would make it very casual. I would just say like, Hey, I would really love just to chat tonight via FaceTime before we like think about going out with each other. And like, if the person wasn't with it, you know what they were like, Oh, that's weird. Like what? Not my person, right. not my person, you know? And like everybody that I matched with and, you know, it wasn't a whole lot of people, but people who I felt really connected with and they were cool to FaceTime, you know, if I got to that first date and it still wasn't good, which happened, I wasn't as regretful because I said, I did everything I could to line this up for success wasn't successful on to the next. Right. No, I mean, that makes, that makes total sense. And that's something that I don't think a lot of people thought of before the pandemic, because you just meet somebody out for a drink or coffee or whatever. And that's just how you, you did things. Yeah. That's like so smart. Yeah. And so that's why like being in a world where you couldn't really just go out with someone and you had to think of alternative things. I thought it was so great. It's another amazing tool to meet a person who is truly or very closely aligned with what you want out of life. It just helps you as the dating apps are a tool going on a virtual date with someone or having just a 30 minute FaceTime with someone is such an incredible tool to see do they look like their pictures? Do they have good like banter with me? Is there actual chemistry? Like it is such an amazing tool that so many people don't use, but they should. Absolutely. Um, so I have to ask, I have to ask, have you or any of your clients, anyone you've worked with, any clients ever been catfished? Oh God. Yes. (laughs) It's so awful. It, it's just a part of this new modern age world. You know, yeah. I see it a lot. <laughs> so I have a, a client right now who's older. And I know that I just said, I only work with women who are in their thirties, but I do have a client who is a bit older and, you know, I, I always want to help everybody. So she is on Tinder okay. because she likes it. And of course, like coaching for me is a buffet. You take what you want, you leave what you don't. I'm going to give you lots of suggestions and you can say, I'm going to do this instead, or I'm going to leave your advice at the door and do what I want. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. she loves Tinder, but holy guacamole, there are so many like young, attractive Antonio Banderas, like men on Tinder (laughs) And yet she has like conversations with them and she's had them enough where now she knows, but so many catfishes. I mean, I haven't had anybody who's been fully like catfished to the point where they like met up with the person in person, yeah. but it's just kind of a scary thing that like the internet leads to a lot of anonymity. 
And there are so many people on there who are just, I don't even know what they're doing on there trying to get, you know, someone's money, but yeah. yeah exactly. Like what is the, what's the motive? Yeah. I really want to ask them. What's the well, it's hard. I mean, that's, that's another thing that's really hard about the dating apps is the anonymity. Right. Feel fueled to be inauthentic and, and be really like rude or nasty or who knows what, hmm. but that is kind of just the name of the game. That's just the internet, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. People definitely hide behind the internet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, it just made me think of, um, I just posted a reel on Instagram and it was like, what you should be wearing to your first date and should not be wearing. And so I started in an outfit that was like very dressed up and obviously like uncomfortable and a lot of makeup. And I did a transition to just, you know, a casual jeans and a sweater. Mm -hmm. Someone comments, someone random. I liked the first outfit better. Oh my! And I'm like, thanks. Thank you for that. Unsolicited opinion. You know, and I was like, yeah, they were both great. You know, the whole idea is that like on your first date, you wear something that's comfortable, that doesn't feel, you know, like hard to sit in, or you don't feel right. like you be natural and like at ease. <laughs> you feel comfortable. You feel yourself, you know, yeah, totally. There's a time and place to be dressed up, of course, but like for your first date, wear something that feels like a reflection of you. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. So what would, what advice would you give people if they're newly single, getting on dating apps? What is your, what advice would you give them? I think that the dating apps are a truly incredible way to meet people, to get out there, test the waters. Of course, I think that you should be active on the dating apps. Something I really see people who are new to the dating apps, they kind of dip a toe in and they pull it back. So with the algorithms of the dating apps, they favor active users. So if you are oh. new to the app and you're still like, I don't know what I'm doing, totally fine. Take the time you need. But I would really suggest spending 30 minutes a day in two 15-minute segments on the app, swiping, chatting with people, testing it out, you know, just being active on the app because it will give you a better experience. You'll get better matches, more matches. It'll give you a better user experience. It's just how the algorithm works. That's amazing. I didn't, I mean, I had no idea. Yeah. That's good advice though. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people will find that, yeah, find that useful. And you can still be testing the waters, right? Like you don't need right. to get, jump into a date. In fact, you really shouldn't but just be active, you know, swipe, read people's profiles, like get a taste for if you like the app that you're using or it doesn't feel good to you, or you're not getting a good response, but active users get better results. Interesting. Do you have a favorite app, like a favorite dating app that that you recommend or that you, I mean, you know, you, you had success on Bumble. Yeah. I love Bumble and I love Hinge. I think can really knocks it out of the park in terms of inclusivity, their metrics for people who don't really fit within, you know, the specific like heteronormative values are really great. But in addition to that, they ask such as there's a series of questions or prompts that you respond to. um, And they're so great. They really allow for more of an authentic kind of full circle 
um, idea of who someone is, which is really cool. That's awesome. I, yeah, yeah amazing. Cool. I can't pick Bumble or Hinge. Those are like my tied top two. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So you have your business. Do you do your business? Um, so you work full-time and you do your business on the side, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So how do you manage that? Like, how do you manage your time? Yeah. So it's definitely hard. I mean, yeah, I have a full-time job. I work for a finance company and an assistant there to a vice president. And, you know, it's tough because it's really, I mean, gosh, it's really just tough in this world. You know, my job gives me health insurance. My job gives me benefits. Like it's hard to not feel like I could do my coaching full-time with this really great stable income and job. So I do have that for most of the day. I will say like the pandemic has been a, a true like breath of fresh air for me because my job at this company is a roller coaster. You know, I come into work in the morning or I check my emails in the morning and I have so much to tackle, but around 11, 12, it's like nothing, (laughs) you know, there's no work to be done, but then, you know, it picks up in the late afternoon and then it goes until five or 6 PM. So for me, when I was in the office, it was awful because I was like sitting there trying to make work for myself, trying to look productive And then, you know, on the kind of after late afternoon, early evening, that was when I was like super busy and it sucked. So being homebound has been such a great gift because I can kind of premeditate when my breaks are going to be. And I fill them in with my client calls. So both of them, you know, really kind of work well together. And yes, I'm like extra busy, but honestly, like that keeps me happy. I always find that like, I'm more in a sad space and feeling kind of low energy when I have not much going on. So I've always made work for myself. (laughs) I can totally, I, I totally understand that too. And I'm in the same boat right now. So I totally get that. It's hard to balance. It's hard to balance. Like that's not, I'm not going to lie about that, Yeah. but it works out in the end. And like you said, your job gives you (laughs) health insurance and a steady income. And that's important. (laughs) And I think for right now, you know, my anxiety stems from future focus that isn't productive. So when I'm thinking, you know, a year ahead and I'm like, I'm going to be in this role or I'm going to be living Mm -hmm. here, anything like that. It's so anxiety provoking because who knows if that's going to plan out. Like, how do I know that that's going to be the course? So what I really try to do is just stay super focused in the present moment. Right now, I can manage. I have my day job, which is like my peanut butter and jelly sandwich on white bread. I know what to expect. I know how to like handle it, how to focus on it, like easy peasy. And I have this coaching that's really providing me with a lot of happiness and energy and focus and gratification. And so right now I can handle both. And if it gets to a point where one is like taken over the other, like then I'll make a decision. But right now this is like where I'm at and focused on the now. Yeah. You know, you gotta be. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's hard not to, it's hard to do that though. So that's like, I mean, I love that you're able to, to kind of like be able to focus in on 
the present because that, I mean, I'm guilty of that as well. You think about the future, you're thinking about, well, what if this, what if that, but a lot and a lot of people do that and they don't realize that they have everything they want or they have everything they need already. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, something that I talk about a lot, um, on my Instagram, on my podcast, and that I do myself, um, is my, my self-care. I had a whole, my last episode was all about it. I asked a ton of people what they, how they practice self-care. Um, so I have to ask, what is your favorite form of self-care or what do you like to do? Yeah. I have a variety of things because I think there's those surface level things that you can do that are self-care. Like I love to take a bubble bath super big into bath time, but I also watch TikTok. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I love it. <laughs> but something that I also really find incredibly meditative and full self-care is like these silent walks where I literally, you know, put my phone away. I like bring a bag, but I put it away. I'm not listening to music. I'm not listening to a podcast. I'm just walking, moving my body and just having my thoughts, you know, like come in my head and I'm kind of having like a self dialogue, but it is so helpful to move your body, get your brain kind of just like thinking and, you know, having it in a space where you're having full conversations. But I've found that after that, like 30 minute walk, I feel so restored. I feel like at such Mm. better neutral place because I've just allowed my brain to just have that crazy moment yeah. and I feel back to normal and it's so meditative and like, you know, meditation is really great, but it's so mm-hmm. hard to sit still. Like I'm not good at yes. that. So I see yep. it as my form of meditation as a form of moving my body in the form of letting my brain just think it out. Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. And you're absolutely correct. A lot of people do find it hard to meditate because they can't sit still and focus. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure I am very much guilty of that. I have, I cannot meditate because I can't sit still and think about and not think about everything that's in that, you know, like that's going on. Yeah. So that's a good way to almost distract your mind to only think about the things that you want to think about sort of yeah. thing and to I train think, your brain. Right. Train your brain. That's like such a good thing to think about because we have so much shit going on, right? Like everybody has garbage in their lives. And for me, it's so hard to sort through it. It's so hard because I'm always compartmentalizing. Well, I can't think about that right now because I have to think about work. I have to prep for a client or I have to do something else. So when I say to myself, like, okay, I'm going to go for this walk. And sometimes like I take my dog and sometimes I go solo because I just need to like, get moving. And it's so helpful and cathartic. And it really allows me to kind of work through the garbage in a a most productive way. Yeah. I love that. That's a good one. And I didn't get that one before. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. (laughs) And it's so, it's so simple to do. It could be 15 minutes, you know, you know, meditation is really beneficial. And I see this as a form of moving meditation. Absolutely. And it's also important to just keep your body active and moving in general. Getting outside. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Awesome. 
So is there anything that you wanted to add um, before we wrap up here or anything that you want to share? No, not necessarily. I mean, I would love for anybody listening to come follow me on Instagram, or if you know someone who's kind of struggling in the single world to send them my way, I have a ton of advice that's for free on my page. I love making reels and videos, and I think it's such a inspirational kind of way of looking at being signal single because you know you're not in a place where you're desperate you're actually in a place where you're in control and so I just love connecting with people and helping them out 